walking down the street yeah. and you see a little ghost. What? What you gonna do about Ghostbusters? What? What? What is that? That's the Ghostbusters theme song. No. Welcome to the Every Movie Ever podcast. The following episode contains spoilers. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Every Movie Ever podcast. My name is Ben Groves, and welcome to part three of our Ghostbusters mini crossover series with the infamous Rudy from Drinks in a Movie podcast. How are we doing, buddy? I'm all right, man. I'm hanging in there. Thanks for it's having the- me. <laughs> Dude, thanks for coming back, man. This is like, this has honestly been one of the most fun fucking few weeks that I've had in a long ass time, man. Yeah, it's 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 been good. They've been good episodes. I've had a good time like listening to them again uh, after Same. they come out. I check them out. So. Yeah, man. It's super fun. I'm, um, I'm leaning into the Drinks in the Movie podcast for our final crossover. I've gone out and I've got myself some alcohol-free uh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn Lager called hoppy lager special effects because apparently it tastes and feels like beer but without all the the fun stuff that's cool yeah i decided since you told me you were gonna have a an alcohol free beer i was like you know what even though it's early in the morning let me jump in on this so i'm drinking some russell's reserve rye six-year-old rye really delicious it's from a wild turkey because i've got a bunch of like half empty bottles that i just need to finish as soon as possible so i'm starting (laughs) with this one Dude, I'm so fucking jealous. Man. I've just had a yeah. swig of this. It's literally, it tastes like um, what I imagine piss weak beer would taste like. It's kind of like a Bud Light, but lighter <laughs> than Bud Light. Do you know what I mean? Really? I was I was expecting more since it was claiming to be a hoppy lager. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it's unfortunate. Really, mate, it's just sweet. It's like a sweet malt drink. It's weird. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I, I've tried, I think, one, maybe two alcohol-free beers. One on the show, like, several months ago. I think it was the Summer of Sam episode I did with my friend. Okay. Who who went sober, and we did, I think it was, like, Suntory all-free. All like, Suntory, Japanese company, alcohol-free beer. And, I mean, it didn't taste any different than a Miller Lite or something like that, at least for me. So, I didn't okay. mind it too much. This is all right. It's just, it's weirdly sweet. I didn't expect it to be this sweet. Yeah, the the name didn't sound like it was going to be sweet. Like Hoppy Lager makes me think they were going for like an IPA style. But that's exactly why flavor. I bought it. Exactly <laughs> yeah. why I bought it. The artwork's cool as fuck. It's all like trippy and shit. I was like, they've put effort into this. It's just piss weak beer, man. <laughs> but with no beer. Ooh, man, Russell's Reserve coming through, though. Even oh, in the man. morning. This is going to wake me up. I need this. <laughs> we're good. <laughs> it's 10, 28 a.m., but... I, I I definitely needed this, so it sounds so much more fun than what I'm drinking right now. It's all right. I've got a ginger beer. I've got a ginger beer to keep me on my toes. You know what I mean? Oh, I've got a chaser. Go. I've got a chaser. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but today we're going to be looking at the fucking newly released Ghostbusters Afterlife. How did you get on with this one, man? I really enjoyed it. I, I liked it. It got me emotional at times. Right. Yeah, so I wasn't quite expecting that. That was fun. And I, I saw, I ended up seeing it a second time. I think the day after we did the Ghostbusters 2 recording, and mm-hmm. I was pleasant to feel the same exact way. Because, you know, second viewing, sometimes it's like 
I, I pick up on all the details that I'm going to be like, all right, this is kind of dumb. This is lame. This actually isn't really good. You know, like more since it's not new to you anymore, you kind of you yeah. view it through a different lens, right? Hundred um, percent. But I walked away feeling the the same way, which is a really good sign. I didn't dislike it more. It still got me emotional in all the right moments. The same moments still made me laugh. Um, I watched it with two friends that hadn't seen it yet, so it was cool to like just see their reactions to it. You know, I I always enjoy that. So that's yeah, fucking man. awesome, man. Me and my nephew, the first time I went to go see this, me and my nephew went to see it. I, I mentioned it briefly in, uh, I think it was the first episode that we did. Um, we went to go see it. It was fucking amazing. I cried. We laughed. Uh, we both fucking loved it. And I've been to see it uh, maybe four or five times since then. <laughs> nice. Damn. Um, I d I'm fucking obsessed, man. Like, this is a huge, it's like a huge deal to be in love with Ghostbusters and then have the opportunity to see Ghostbusters in the cinema as it's released and it's not shit. Like that's, that's, that's a first. The first two movies came out 84, 89. I was one when the, when Ghostbusters 2 came out. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 2016 <laughs> came out and you know, that fucking did it whatever that was supposed to do. Um, <laughs> so this is like the first time round where I get to see a good Ghostbusters movie in the cinema like for real. Yeah. I, I, you know, since, since you brought up 2016 and I won't stay on this too long because I know no, it's not it's cool, about man. that, but after we had that conversation in Ghostbusters two, where we talked a little bit about the 2016 movie. Yeah. Yeah. Afterwards, I watched the trailer for the original movie mm -hmm. and for the new movie. And I, and I just watched the trailer for the 2016 one and God damn, dude, even the trailer is not funny like there's there's not a single moment in the trailer or joke where i was like all right regardless of the whole ghostbusters thing this looks like a genuinely funny movie yeah and it was it was kind of sad yeah <laughs> i know i know it's awful man it's it was heartbreaking because i remember watching some of the trailers and being sort of like this has got potential you know what i mean it might be there it might be something <laughs> that could go like an interesting direction with it nah nah throw it all out the window just make some absolute dog shit throw it people yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean super rough man it was a rough one but we have this one now dude this one is like smashing the box the box office as well oh is it, it i haven't even looked at any of that 88 million on the opening weekend that's just domestic all right all right yeah man 88 million that i'm fucking buzzing my tits off man because that's like such a strong start it's a hundred percent gonna be a fucking sequel after this you got to think as well. This had its budget slashed in half from what the 2016 Ghostbusters had. They had 150 million. This one oh, had really? 75 million. Yeah. Oh, okay. Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sony weren't too keen on chucking another <laughs> yeah. 150 mil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Under understandable. <laughs> they they were probably like, should have, have went, a bit. went this route the first time. I know, right? I to be fair though, um, I've been thinking about it a lot. I think 2016 had to happen. I think it had to happen to pave the way for this one because I think 2016 went way, way too far out there and just changed the entire fucking premise. It changed all the rules. It like it broke down any any sort of like preconceived notions about Ghostbusters. It did it wrong, but it did do it. So then after that, there's now no boundaries and you could sort of it, it let afterlife come through with 
its own ideas, its own fucking thing. It's like a, it's like passing the baton onto the next generation, and it did it so seamlessly because everything that could have gone wrong went wrong in 2016. So this time round, it didn't have to. It, yeah, <laughs> like we knew where it was going to go wrong, so we could just fucking steer clear of it. <laughs> yeah, and and I and I agree. I agree with that. Uh, yeah, I, I completely agree with that. That this movie exists at least at this point in time, you know, who mm-hmm. knows, maybe it would have come later, but because the 2016 remake was trash. hundred percent. And I, I, you probably know a lot more about this than I do, but I was doing just a, a tiny bit of, of research in my research. Mm-hmm. I just watched a video of a movie reviewer, a guy like talking about ghostbusters three and like all the failed variations of it over, I don't yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. a 20 year period. Mm hmm. Where they were just trying, and it was always like they had a script or a rewritten script, or this actor wasn't down, or now he's down, but this other actor's not down, or this is happening. And Dan Aykroyd would keep pressing, like, oh, it's coming, we're going to do it, we're going to do it, and then it just yeah. never happened. And then it's a, it's a shame that they just ended up, for whatever reason, scrapping that whole idea. And maybe it's because Harold Ramis happened to pass away in 2014, so there wasn't enough push behind it anymore. I don't really know. But yeah, then they completely fuck it up you know mm-hmm. in 2016 and it's so clear that yeah this is a result of that because this is a quick turnaround by comparison when you think of the decades yep. of them not committing to doing the third movie mm-hmm. and then I, this teaser trailer came out i want to say like the very first teaser like a super bowl that had to be like 2018 at the latest yes you know, where I remember the teaser, like the 30 second spot where it's just that little farmhouse garage and there's like light yep. or something and the fucking cover of the car is blowing and you just see the ghost logo real quick. Dude, just you talking about it gave me goosebumps because I remember right. the exact moment that I saw it and it was literal like, is this fucking Ghostbusters? Yeah, like is they're doing it. <laughs> fucking Ghostbusters. Literal goosebumps. I know this is audio and you can't see it, but I am like head to toe goosebumps right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm gonna pull it up right now actually Dude, and see what's it, up <laughs> it's so fucking good just give it a quick watch just give it a quick watch yeah all right so t- so two two years ago mm-hmm. yeah i guess the earliest was was 2019 but yeah no i remember seeing that and even though i wasn't familiar with with the original movie just seeing this like the, the mm-hmm. same as you it kind of gave me chills and it's like oh that could be cool mm-hmm. you know yeah here it is it's like super dark you just see the lights flashing it's so dramatic it's nice as frame. well the fucking the the long slow drawn out notes for the music holy shit yeah the camera like slowly pushing in through this mm-hmm. through this door right here but it's yeah so this was cool man, man. S- super intriguing like looks just looks cool leaves you with just enough information without saying too much mm-hmm. and, and you clearly know like all right well this is going to be the original movie we're talking about here definitely yeah, summer summer 2020 yeah so yeah, yeah. Th- this was dropped on january 16 2019 so yeah a little little later than i thought but man it feels like ages ago i th- i'm you gotta remember fucking covid and all that stuff man it feels like time's been stood still for nearly two years yeah yeah you know definitely. what i mean so but this this fucking film coming out now is literally like one of the best birthday presents i've ever had in my entire life it was my birthday like uh, a week ago, and oh, I've nice. done nothing but go and watch Ghostbusters. It's been like a treat to myself. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, happy birthday. Thanks, man. It's been like the whole fucking treat has been just watching Ghostbusters on loop. 
Um, <laughs> I'm, this is going to be like spoiler heavy. So if you haven't seen this yet, pause the episode, go and watch it. You will not be disappointed. And if you are, don't come back and listen to the rest of the episode because you will be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe maybe come back and check it out anyway because you might sure. hear some things that will um inspire you to check it out again, or just well maybe will make you think in a certain direction that gives you a little more appreciation. Who knows? But see, this is why this crossover works, man. That's such a positive <laughs> outlook where I'm just sort of like, nope, leave it, leave it. Off you go. Yeah. Bye bye. You're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I try, man. Like I was listening to some other podcast where some dude was arguing about why The Last Jedi is like the greatest Star Wars movie, and I was like, "Oh man, okay." I don't. I was like, "I hate that movie," but I'm gonna li- I'm gonna hear you out mm-hmm. as a fan of movies. Let me at least hear what you have to say. And wait, wait, that's some... an unironic argument, right? That he was like dead serious. No, Last he Jedi. was he was he was dead serious and was bringing up all these all these points. I still wow. don't agree. I was like, yeah, yeah. I don't know where you're thinking and this dude kind of would talk about it like he was yelling like anyone who doesn't like it is stupid and they just don't understand it's like well all right wow. Let, let's let's hear it. yeah so that was kind of annoying that right. it's that attitude made me want to turn it off but all right we're not going like, that far all right we're <laughs> like if you don't like the movie we, we still love you all right we still yeah, love yeah. you <laughs> come back next week for the next episode okay yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll yeah back no, into no, it then all right yeah, no, no no hate <laughs> But so yeah, sorry. Um, but with with this movie, I, I gotta say, mm-hmm. this opening sequence was pretty dope. It, it was oh equally exciting the second time around. The, the the perfect amount of intrigue. I love that it throws you right into the middle of something that clearly has already been going on for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, and I like that in a movie where you're just thrown in with like no explanation and all the information's got to unfold for you over time. But this character has been dealing with this for a while now. You know, like immediately we just get the clouds and the swirly shit and the the mm-hmm. sky beam kind of thing. Like that was cool. It's already already very reminiscent of the original movie when they're in the tower. You know, you you clearly see that it's Egon, but there's still a lot of like shadow and and all that stuff. It's just so well executed, man. It's fucking perfect. Like there's no better way to start a successful Ghostbusters movie than that. Like you are, you've just said it perfectly. You're in the deep end. There's no, there's no fucking build up. There's no like, oh hey, do you remember the Ghostbusters? It's like we're fucked. We're getting out of it. You're in the car. Let's go. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's so good, man. Um, obviously you, you've got Egon like shadowed out because you know Harold Ramis isn't alive, so he's yeah. obviously like all shaded out and stuff. But he's he's in a fight with an unseen entity with just a ton of cool ass traps and like weird gizmos and gadgets all over this dilapidated farm in the middle of fucking nowhere. We're no longer in the big city. You know what I mean? There's no Statue of Liberty marching forward to save the day anymore. (laughs) (laughs) There's no good vibes. This is it, man. You're in the thick of it. (laughs) But it's fucking, my heart was pounding. As soon as the movie started, I was like, oh shit. There's a couple of jump scares in the beginning as well, man. There's like a couple of bits that got me. You know what I mean? Yeah, th- there's there's a few throughout this movie. Mm. I- I'm lucky none of them got me. Like I- I'm gonna jump, but the the moment when like Paul Rudd and the kids like first open the <laughs> trap, damn, that-, that was a big one, right? <laughs> it's the, it's the fucking <laughs> the way that he just taps it and then it it opens the split second that he fucking does it. Scared yeah. the shit out of me, man. I thought it was gonna be like a playful anticlimax, you know, like a bit of comedy, a bit right. of tongue in cheek. Oh, 
broke it again. Nah, just big fuck off like terror dog spirit. Yeah. Ripping through the school bus. Shit my pants, man. Scared the yeah. shit out of me. <laughs> and that's how that's kind of, that's how they get you right there, because they lure you in with the like, oh yeah, the kids kind of family thing. And it, it's Paul yeah. Rudd and it's a joke. He presses the pedal, it doesn't work. And <laughs> yeah, it was that was a good moment. I fucking loved it, man. I loved it. Uh, the story's very reminiscent of the first movie. It's uh Goes of the Gozarian is the you know, the the villain for this movie again. Yeah. <laughs> played by Olivia Wilde. That's what I thought. Okay, but when I was mm-hmm. looking up on IMDb, I couldn't find like any info on that. But I, I know I was thinking, I was like, it has to be Olivia. Wilde. Has to be. Has she's, to be. She's uncredited, but it is it is her. Because I've never been attracted to Goza as much as I was <laughs> in Afterlife. <laughs> yes, yes, same. Right. Same. Yes. <laughs> I have had like a schoolboy crush on Olivia Wilde for about a decade, mm-hmm. um, and this movie didn't help that uh, <laughs> it just reignited that fire um goes the gozarians back now they're in ivo ivo what the fuck's his name ivo shandor yeah. the guy who's responsible for building the skyscraper in the first ghostbusters which was a big conductor for paranormal activity it was like able to channel the spirit energy better than other is it selenium selenium girders is that what they were saying the, the cause of it is i i think so yeah that okay. sounds right well now instead of being in new york city with selenium girders we're back at the mine where the selenium came from and ivo shandor is there played by fucking jk simmons yeah that was insane i was like <laughs> what the fuck is this cast? <laughs> just everyone's in it you know what i mean like yeah. everyone um but yeah we're, we're out at the mine Goza is being summoned to the mine. It's very reminiscent of the first one where you've got the two terror dog spirits, you know, the key master and the gatekeeper. They need to hook up for the whole, you know, opening the gates of hell type thing. Yeah. And bring Goza back up to back up to the surface. The 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 first time around, and I mean this didn't bother me as as much uh okay. later on. So I'm I'm going in for some Captain Morgan private stock now. Nice. This is like an ultra sweet, like pretty cheap rum okay Um, anyway i first time around i was a little bothered again that okay we don't have a new idea we're gonna tread on the same (laughs) you know it's it's kind of that force awakens treatment i uh, I just different enough and let's Mm -hmm. do the and i i will say the second time around i i appreciated it more because mm-hmm. I think at least they they built the world around it further. So that's the thing, right? It's like if you're gonna do it, take it further. And we got more of the the Evor Ivan Shandor, you know, explanation mm-hmm. and all. There's all these different time periods where these events happen because Gozer's trying to come back. Yep. So and you know the way they defeat Gozer is is different and everything. So that was cool. It just in the beginning, you know, at first. I was a little like, oh, okay, straight up. We're just doing Gozer. We're doing the two, the two terror you, dog things, you know, but I, I, I still, you. I still liked it. it. It didn't lessen it, you know, as much as, um, it was lessened for me in Ghostbusters too, to be honest. So it scared me when it first, when I first got into it and I was like, shit, we're doing Gozer again. I was like, <laughs> oh God, this is going to be, this is going to be one of those in it. But then as the movie played out, I was like, fuck this is actually perfect hear me out on this one right the whole point of this movie is to reintroduce ghostbusters to a new generation you know what i mean and if you go back to when 
we were kids and when Ghostbusters was introduced to us the way that it was, it was A, it was fun as fuck. It was like massively out there. It was goofy as shit. It was kind of funny, kind of weird and just a little bit mental. You've got the exact same formula, exact same villain, slightly different setting, different cast. And now it's it's kids who I think for the generation that it's being passed on to is perfect. It's perfect for they get the they get the similar experience that we had when we were kids. And it's I don't know. I'm just kind of jealous that they get it in the cinema and, and I didn't. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't get the fucking the Goza fight in the cinema. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I don't know, it's just kind of, it's a perfect little, it's a love letter to the original movie whilst like carefully handing it on to the next generation as if to be sort of like, there you go. Here's your here's your new favorite movie. Yeah, and, and I do think that was well done and mm. mostly organic, that, that, that part of it. Yeah. Um, I did, I did, uh, the, the, the girl, what, McKenna Grace, who plays the, Phoebe. What's, what's her name? Phoebe. Mm-hmm. she was a little annoying to me at times like i feel oh, really? like they leaned yeah like they leaned into that those kind of personality traits a little too much okay to where there were moments where i didn't really like her but, right, but there okay. were some there were some she was cool at moments and there were some good comedic timing parts like when the kid the podcast kid is when they go to the house Mm-hmm. And he's, she's like, "What are you doing? Are you recording me?" And he's like, "Yeah, just in case something comes and kills you, or whatever." And she's like, <laughs> "Cool, man. Well, uh, I'll see you tomorrow." You know, like, the, like that. Yeah. Um, the podcast kid, I think, was really funny too. Like when he first showed up, I was like, "Oh, here's gonna be some annoying kid. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna like." But he was genuinely funny throughout. I thought the exact same thing. I was like, yeah. when he fucking in, when he's introduced and he just does the whole, she sits on her own. Wondering, <laughs> trying to escape, or whatever the fuck he says, and I'm like, yeah. oh god, well, this is going to be one of those things, man, where it's just cringe shit left, right, center. But yeah. he is so committed to being like, it, it, he is what I imagine Ray Stance would have been as a kid, and he fucking right. nailed it, like down to a T. <laughs> yeah, you know what yeah. I mean, like to a fucking T. Um, and you can tell it when they meet in the end of the movie where race dance and fucking podcast come face to face. And you're like, this is, you could just see those two like grilling on a Sunday afternoon, talking absolute shit about class five ecto, you know, free roaming vapors. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's completely fucking believable. The same thing with Phoebe, um, in the beginning, I wasn't really sure which way it was going to go. I thought it was going to be like a cheap. A, a cheap Egon Spengler but the more I watched it the more I realized that she was picking up on like Harold Harold Ramis's nuances like little little fucking mannerisms yeah. and stuff but she that, was doing it so well that's what made me a pr- start to appreciate her more was when I kind of realized that it's like oh yeah, you're yeah, really yeah. trying to channel his his performance 100% and w- which makes sense because you're that next you know, it's skipped the generation of the mom and you're very similar to him and you're, you're smart like him and all that. Well, you've uh, got like the the kids are direct sort of replacements for the original cast, aren't they? The, you've, you've each got like the representation of, of each one, I guess. That's that's pretty true. Damn, I didn't think about that. you got race dancer. you got podcasters taking race dance. You've got Trevor taking Peter Venkman. Uh, yeah, he, for sure. I don't think he's 
as funny to our generation because we were spoiled no. with Bill Murray. Yeah. Like we had it too good with Bill Murray straight away. You know what I mean? Trevor yeah. <laughs> is going to be Peter Venkman. He's going to be the the fucking, you know, like the laid back, uh, quick witted, thinking on his feet, maybe yeah. not as scummy. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean yeah but he's he's fucking he's definitely on that path he's gonna nail that shit next movie he's gonna be like fucking venkman 2.0 you know what i mean yeah. um and their other friend whose name i don't remember is yeah kind of the the winston right just <laughs> comes yeah. comes in just joining the ride <laughs> yeah 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 um, man, what's her name i got lucky was that her name lucky yeah yeah oh, lucky's God. her name okay. <laughs> Jeez. No wonder I didn't remember it. No, that's so funny. I, I think that's a good uh a good observation. I, I, I think Finn Wolfhard mm -hmm. I, I know he fixes the car, but he was kind of useless in this movie overall. Yeah. Like they didn't really utilize him. And it's I mean, weird because I feel like he's in that weird like zone where now he's like kind of older, you know, and just yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It's it's hard it's hard to explain because I loved him in Stranger Things, obviously, like everyone else, and in yeah. it. Oh my god, he was the like oh, he was so good in the, in that movie in part one, and then Fucking here, amazing. yeah, it just seems kind of uh, underutilized. I don't think like his whole sarcastic attitude. Like now, it kind of makes sense because I guess he is the mm -hmm. surrogate for Venkman, but it was just kind of annoying. It's like. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's because I work with the high school kids nowadays and I kind of am familiar with those attitudes. It's like, oh, yeah, shut up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, stop. Shut up. Your mom's trying. Give her a goddamn break, kid. But I guess at least he got a job. So, yeah, I guess I can't be too mad. Yeah, man. He's got some work ethic. He's <laughs> <laughs> kind of I think the reason that I, I kind of look at him as the new Venkman is if you go back to the first movie, Venkman is like a, a parapsychologist who's just trying to get laid like yeah. he's not really doing much you know what i mean like he's not researching the paranormal he's not building the equipment he's not researching anything even in the second one he's not even researching the slime he's hosting a tv show for frauds and shit to come on and try and sell books you know what i mean yeah so in this movie you've got finn who's genuinely trying his hardest to just fit in but he's also trying to fucking pull lucky he's yeah. like <laughs> he's he's venkman he's on his way to being a venkman just a less less greasy less slimy venkman um but like in the first movie he's there at the end with his proton pack to help out and help save the day which is what uh trevor does you know what i mean he shoots the conductors on top of the, the yeah. big silos to to make the traps work yeah all of them contributed yeah 100 percent. i'm kind of jealous that this generation of kids that are getting this now have got all the fucking uh, this is 100 percent getting a sequel like 100 1 million percent is getting a sequel these kids that are going to see this in the cinema now i've got the rest of this franchise in front of them and i know at some point it's going to get too much and they're gonna they're gonna hit a point where they're like okay we just need to sell a fucking another toy let's bring in some more shit it's gonna <laughs> hit like star wars episode 9 you know what i mean they'll retcon yeah. everything that's ever happened just to sell some fucking christmas toys i'm making that prediction now all right <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they've got plenty of uh, Stay Puff plushies that they can put on there the shelf go. this Christmas. There you go, man. <laughs> that shit didn't need to be in this film. It was just a nice yeah. little callback. Yeah, for real. Um, I, there was one really good bit with the uh, the Stay Puff guy, the one of the marshmallows when he's running across the the barbecue, like the grill. 
Yeah, just and slowly melting. As he's melting, he puts his thumb up like the Terminator. Yeah. From Terminator 2. <laughs> Dude, I was fucking howling at that. I was literally crying. <laughs> it was so fucking funny. Um, but yeah, I'm jealous of these kids, man. They get this whole fucking franchise laid out in front of them. I, I, I wonder, though, if... Yeah, I, I know they kind of leave it open-ended for a sequel, and I'm, I know mm-hmm. it's making a good amount of money, but I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they didn't continue with it or if they did you know if it would still have the steam and if these new characters would be enough to carry it i guess no matter what no matter how much we we may have liked them in this movie Mm -hmm. like i said in like yeah like i well like i said in the previous episode it's like you know, Dan Aykroyd, Harold Ramis, Ernie Hudson, and Bill Murray will always be the ghost, but like they're irreplaceable. Yeah. Just the, you know, and I think I referenced Marlon Brando and Robert England in the last episode. Yeah. Like I, I feel like that'll always be a, a hurdle mm-hmm. that I'm not sure we'll ever get, get jumped. You know, I get what you're saying. I do. Um, it's going to, it's going to be a struggle to get them from where they are now to a situation where did you watch both of the post credit scenes there's two of them there's two god damn it i i honestly i only found out on my my fourth or fifth watch that it was one after the the last bits of the credits <laughs> and i yeah. was fuming <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, well it's a good thing one of us saw it uh, yeah, yeah so it but honestly it was pure coincidence that's i've seen it twice this week and these are the only two times that i've seen it so it is um it's Janine and Winston talking in Winston's office. It's uh, it's Doctor Winston now, by the way. Okay. Yeah. So in the time between uh, Ghostbusters two and the video game in two thousand nine, I think they mention it. Um, I've only just got to the museum level, but they do call him Doctor. So mm-hmm. I'm guessing like between those years, he's earned a PhD. Yeah. But he's he's got like gone into a finance and made his thing. So it's it's Janine and. Winston's sitting in their office and he's talking about X, Y, and Z. You know, he's footing the rent for Ray's occult books. He's like, dude, it's going to turn a profit one of these days, I'm telling you. Um, and they're, they're, they're discussing, like, you know, the old days and, and this, that, and the other, and how he's, how Winston is always going to be a Ghostbuster first. You know what I mean? He mm-hmm. did the finance stuff, he, he earned all his money for his kids, for their future, for his family, uh, for his friends. And then as he's talking, it cuts to the firehouse where the door opens, Winston walks in and then the, the big doors open and he, he like, you know, brings, brings the Ecto one into the firehouse. And then that's it. Damn that's dude. The, yeah. Dude. I, I, okay. I'm trying to find it on YouTube right now, but you it's won't. Not up. now. I feel like I have to watch the movie again. Just oh yeah. 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 yeah you have I, to. I, I thought, I thought <laughs> about it too. I was like, man, should I wait till the end of these credits? Like, are I they going to pull that shit? Cause that's, I was just talking to someone about this, man, who was, I was talking to someone about this recently about how like Marvel movies have fucking conditioned, like straight up conditioned all of us to like expect that ending post credits thing. And now everyone, we always have to wait till the end. And I was going to do that, but I was like, nah, fuck that. I'm I'm ready to go home. Like I did the exact same thing like three times in a row. I was like. Fuck no, a Ghostbuster is going to go the Marvel route. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah please, they like, don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. But yeah, dude, you got to go watch it. It's, it's fucking... I'm just talking about it. Goosebumps, man. <laughs> like yeah. Goosebumps. So the Ecto-1 and Winston are back at the firehouse. That's where it ends dead. 
Oh man, yeah. So I'll, yeah, I'll have to watch that because I was even thinking. I was like, I really wish the Janine character was in it a little bit more. And it did feel like it ended a little abruptly. I mean, Winston does say, you know, he's like putting his hands on the car, like I'm going to take you back to New York and fix mm-hmm. you up and all that stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And, and they mentioned before that he's like a millionaire now that he's rich. Mm-hmm. So, and we obviously see the last shot is like the New York him driving in. Yeah, I felt that was abrupt. Now, now it really makes sense that they're putting in a scene at the end, but. Oh Dude, God! Now I just really feel like I'm gonna always have to fucking wait. Now it's it's fucked. It's fucked. I there's nothing that I hate more than the awkward. Sh- we're British as well, so over here, right? Everyone is painfully British. You know what I mean? So if there's a <laughs> yeah. group of strangers sitting in a dark room, just umming and ahhing, and really quiet music's playing while there's just a bunch of text on the screen, a British people don't like to read. B, we don't like <laughs> eye contact with other British people. And C, we don't like strangers in dark rooms surrounded with only one exit. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so to be to be in that situation is just pure anxiety. <laughs> You're yeah. sitting there, everyone's sort of umming and ahhing like, do are we all are we waiting for the are we waiting for after the credits or No, okay. Uh, uh, I went on my own the other day and I was the last one in there and everyone that was walking past me was looking at me as if to be sort of like, does this, does this motherfucker know something? Does he know something? <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was good, man. It gave like, me some sort of like weird power. You know what I mean? Like a, yeah. like a, ha, 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 you fools. That's funny. I told no one about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, it's, it's going to be fucking, it's going to be amazing. The you were mentioning the Ghostbusters three, like the the cancelled movies a little earlier. Um, the main two concepts that I I've done reading into it for like the last fucking four days. I've been down a huge rabbit hole. This is why I had to delay recording again. Apologies. I uh, <laughs> I was I was like up to my neck in research, man. So there was two ideas that really stood out to me. Uh, the first one was the. Uh, Peter Venkman was going to die within the opening scene of Ghostbusters 3. Hmm. Uh, he was going to die, and then he was going to come back as a ghost and like help out from beyond the grave. He was going to be like a human slimer type thing. <laughs> yeah. I did hear there was one where they were going to end up in some sort of like alternate dimension of like a yeah. hellscape version of New York or something like that. That was that was the one where Peter Venkman dies. So he dies. Oh, that was the same and then, one. Okay. Yeah, the portals of hell open and engulf New York City. And from what I hear, the Ghostbusters three video game, or the Ghostbusters video game, which I think came out in two thousand nine, and they all did the voices for it. Apparently, they that took a lot of the ideas they were going to use in the movies. At least that's what I've what I've heard. Yeah, it's so kinda... a lot of people were like hyped on that because it's like okay, well. That game is the closest we're getting to Ghostbusters three to movie, you know? Yeah, it's a it's a canon version. It's it's like right, it fully right. fits into the franchise. It is it's the third movie but in a video game. I bought it like the other night. I just haven't had time to play it yet. <laughs> oh nice, man. I really can't remember where I was going with this. I had like a fucking solid point. It'll come back to me at some point. Fuck it. Um Paul Rudd as Rick Moranis. <laughs> His impression when he gets possessed is really good. Like the way he runs and <laughs> right and all that shit was pretty funny. Um, I kind of I knew he was going to be the keymaster. There's a bunch of like promo shots with him where his keys are like strangely visible. 
and he's also got his keys on like his belt loop on his jeans at all times and i'm like who keeps their car keys like that that's an insane person's way to keep their keys right no one like stops their car takes the car key out and then hooks it onto their jean loop that's an insane that's insane no one does that um he he he's funny man he he's always funny he he's enjoyable in pretty much any movie he's in even Halloween Curse of Michael Myers. He's easily the best thing about that movie. Yeah, by a million miles. <laughs> by a million miles. <laughs> he's just fucking incredible. He's just... There's so much good shit, right, where Paul Rudd is concerned. The fact that he's reading a, Mar- uh, a Marvel Avengers comic book, you know, him being Ant-Man in the Avengers, and he's sitting yeah. reading the Avengers whilst teaching summer school. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I love when he rolls in the, the media cart, you know, the VCR, and the, <laughs> yeah, 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 the yeah. big TV, super old school. <laughs> and then, you know, they're trying to hit you with those nostalgia points, you know, and mm-hmm. in, <laughs> in their class. And he just plays Cujo for them. And the way he explains it, he's like, it's about a, a rabid St. Bernard that like terrorizes. Yeah, yeah, a, yeah. yeah. A family or whatever, and it, so that's like a deep <laughs> reference that those kids wouldn't get, but like someone who's a fan of the original Ghostbusters would. You know what I mean? And yeah. 100%. He's like, you know, it's like if Beethoven, but if you got rabies, like those kids don't know what Beethoven is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh fuck! Then, I remember. I got it, dude. Uh, Beethoven yeah. for some reason just fucking triggered me. Okay, right. <laughs> the other idea for Ghostbusters three. You are a legend. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Fucking the other idea for Ghostbusters three was that. Um, Bill Murray, Ray Stantz, and fucking Winston were coming back to teach the next generation of uh, Ghostbusters. That's what everyone was thinking 2016 was going to be. It was going to be the original Ghostbusters. They're going to be passing down their knowledge and their experience and then sort of guide, being like guru spirit guides to like the new Ghostbusters. But that right, didn't come right. through. So I'm, get, I'm, I'm wondering whether now that Winston's like a fucking millionaire because he's made all his money, He's going to be the one to sort of like get the firehouse back up and running, have the kids come in as like interns, I guess. See, and, and that that could be cool. Like if you're mm. if you're pitching a sequel to me. Yeah. Where Ackroyd, Bill Murray and then any Ernie Hudson and um, Annie Potts still play a, a relevant in like mm-hmm. a, a bigger role in it where it is them mentoring the the new Ghostbusters. I can get behind that. I think it's going to be fucking amazing, man. If they go that route, it'll be fun as fuck. And it'll be a good way to sort of pass pass yeah. it over. They've got funding. It's private funding from an original Ghostbuster. It's always going to be there. It's the most, man, that's the most sensible way to do yeah. it. Like, 100%. I hope that, who made this movie? Was It was Sony. Sony I hope yeah, Sony Columbia. listens to your podcast. It's, I mean, and they're that, like, that oh, they're a fucking they're, dream. They're, <laughs> there it goes. There, there's the... There's a fan that knows what they're they're talking about. I'm just gonna I'm gonna tag. I don't know. I don't know anyone that works at Sony Walkman. <laughs> I'm gonna tag Walkman into every Instagram post from here on out. <laughs> um, yeah, like th- that that makes sense. You know that that would be a good way to go about it instead yeah. of just starting off with, you know, them. Um, I'd fucking already love gone that movie. or or doing just like a small cameo again. Mm-hmm. Like it should literally be. All right, everybody. Like we're training yeah. the new the new crew but we're gonna be here and we'll at least be a part of it yeah definitely. there's some cool ways to do it you know i i really appreciate in this film as well that the the original fucking ghost events aren't forgotten or like just ignored it they exist it's just that people yeah. are kind of like yeah maybe we don't talk about you know the 80s 
where there was fucking ghouls and monsters and Stay Puft Marshmallow Men all over the <laughs> shop. That'd be great. Um, but Paul Rudd is obviously like, dude, this is the coolest fucking thing. I, I wanted a proton pack forever. This is a cool replica ghost trap, you know, implying yeah. that there was like toys out and there was merchandise out and that he was around in those times. So he remembers being a kid and looking up to the original yeah. Ghostbusters. It's funny. He's almost like a surrogate for the, um, for the viewer. Yes. You know, which is, which is cool. I, I, I kind of like that aspect of it. And... Paul Rudd's the perfect actor for that as well. Cause fucking everyone yeah. loves him. Yeah. Everyone in that cinema screen that I was in literally saw Paul Rudd, eyes light up, you're instantly in love with him. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's got this weird <laughs> fucking power over every human. He might be a witch. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. He he doesn't age. That's, he's an immortal. Yeah. Dude, he's just going to live forever and every single human that exists is going to fall in love with him. Like, yeah. it's going to happen. It's just some sort of weird witchcraft that we all as humans need to accept and move on with. All right? Everyone yeah. just needs to be comfortable with it. Um, yeah. Well, to to your point with that, like how they establish that it does exist in the world and there's the YouTube videos. I, I really mm -hmm. like that. And it it's like it's still kind of forgotten, but not to the extent that we saw in Ghostbusters 2 just five years later. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and when I you know, when I watched it the second time around, I paid attention when he pulls up the Ghostbusters commercial on the YouTube, how it only has like a few thousand hits. Exactly. And I thought that like I was paying attention to that. I was like, that's an interesting detail. It's like they're mm. so just out of popularity that it's not even a big it's not a big deal a, anymore. a, a big deal mm -hmm. i think it would have been a little more impactful if like a podcast did know about it instead of you know when paul rudd's like how do you not know about this because you're like <laughs> it's like all right i'm ashamed if you, yeah i'm ashamed <laughs> if you're really making that his big character trait he should have known about it but you're not a big deal you know um, i kind of i get i get where you're coming from i think it would have been one of those like footnotes in a book somewhere that he might not have gotten to yet. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it should he's be. He's talking in... about like the big conspiracy theories, like lizard people and fucking Illuminati and all this yeah. stuff. I feel like <laughs> Ghostbusters releasing that would, be a, like, that would be a part of it, man. I guess so. I think it'd be like low down though. You know what I mean? Oh, there's a conspiracy theory that four guys used neurotoxic gases to trick people into thinking they were haunted <laughs> for a bit <laughs> in the 80s. They tricked everybody you know I mean? in the thing into thinking there was an illusion that the uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the what was it called the Statue of Liberty was walking around to <laughs> to music <laughs> Jackie Wilson. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and a ton thousands of people were singing kumbaya yep. around this gooey yep. fucking building and saving the day. I'm telling you man that should be in their American history class. It should be it should it be. be fucking New York is built on good vibes. That shit should yeah. be like sung from the rooftops like every fucking morning. You know what I mean? Yeah. Jesus. Like that's like junior year or freshman year American mm. history. The Definitely, uh, man. Definitely. the siege on the ghost siege on New York. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, and, man. And, you know, I, I think that's going to segue me into another point. And this is okay. a a um a negative I have about the movie. Okay, is... let me just prep myself just one second. No. Let me just... Okay, all right, I'm I, Well, I think I think you might agree as I talk about it. I okay. I I don't I I just don't really care for the fact that none of the kids, the young characters, are mm -hmm. are phased by anything that's going on, especially when we're establishing that they aren't familiar with the Ghostbusters and who they are and the the past yeah. events. You know, they, they attempt to justify it with the Spangler girl, with Phoebe, where she's like, oh, I just get, I get calm when I'm overstimulated. You know, what, like, okay, yeah. whatever. I It seems like you're trying to say something about 
you know, I'm I'm not even gonna go there, but there's that. But even the the rest of the like when Finn Wolfhard sees the car, it's just mm-hmm. like, oh, what a piece of shit or whatever. Like <laughs> yeah, 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 he's yeah, not yeah. like, what is all this stuff? This is crazy. This whole ghost thing, like. And and when he's <laughs> with the other high school kids at the at the top of the mine, when mm-hmm. they look down and this voice is speaking, and there's like fire and shapes yeah, yeah, yeah. of fucking people, and it spurts out this like sky beam thing, and they don't seem to give a shit at all. Like th- that all. I get. I I do get what you're saying. I did think the same thing my first time through. I was like, this. If this was me, and I was like in their shoes, I would be shitting myself i yeah a cadillac with all that tons of shit all over the top what you're not just going to be trying to fix that up there's no yeah, way you're and just going to pop the hood and be like well does this still run or yeah and you, and you start <laughs> asking the questions like oh shit like who's who's my grandfather like what's this about and maybe i mean maybe it just has to do with they didn't want to spend too much time having to split you know because they're obviously devoted more to the phoebe character Yes. And maybe they didn't want to do too much with with him, but this is again why the Finn Wolfhard character comes across a little bit useless. Is like that that's part of it. It's like maybe he could have discovered some sort of connection or interest in his in his grandfather just like the the sister did yeah, upon yeah. finding the car. That would have made that moment later on more impactful when him and Egon are looking at each other and then Egon kind of like ghost Egon, you know, kind of puts his hand on his shoulder and yeah, yeah, yeah. and support or, or whatever. It's like that that's cool and all. And I still feel it, but it's not as impactful as it could have been because he did not give a shit about his grandfather or who he was throughout any bit of this movie, you know? So I, I think if they gave him a little more of that treatment, like they did with both Phoebe and with the mother, I mean, that was another moment that I think was really well done and like made me kind of sad. Was she so resentful and angry and, and rightfully so and just never had a chance to understand why he made the choices he made and, and left them, you know? Yeah. And obviously that I, to me, it seems like that's what kind of has her on this kind of downward spiral and like of, you know, being the broke and single mom and all that and, you know, kind of struggling with the family is maybe she yeah, didn't have yeah. that support. I, I don't know, but that moment when she's in the finds the secret room, the secret lab, and the lamp leads her oh, to the man. the all yeah. the pictures on the wall, and there, there's all the notes that are written. Like it's hard to read them because it passes so fast, but it's like so in his character, oh, <laughs> and he God. got the the way they're written out. That shit uh, broke me, man. I was fucking. I was openly sobbing at this point in the movie like yeah, i'm it was so a good moment i'm like not even ashamed to say that i was a 33 year old man fully grown <laughs> adult male sobbing my fucking heart out to ghostbusters publicly in a strange in a room full of strangers you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. i was fine with it i'm there's no shame that shit broke me it was yeah. it was Man, the way that that played out was perfect. I think the, I think Egon or the spirit of Egon knew that Phoebe was the scientific one, right? Yeah, yeah. I I kind of think, go just briefly touching on what you were saying about the kids sort of not questioning anything or anything like this. I, it was kind of a, for me, it was kind of a metaphor of the scientific method. Um, this is it. It exists. Uh, we need to. You just lean into it. You know what I mean? It's done. Like that's it. That exists now. We can sit around and like um and ah about it and question it a bunch, or we fucking understand there is a ghost there. I have a fucking small nuclear reactor on my back. Let's go catch that shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, Which I, I, I kind of get. 
when we get to that point, sure. But just mm-hmm. in the beginning, like again, and sure, maybe with her, maybe again, they try to justify it. And yeah. like when the chess piece is moving and it goes up and knocks the other chess piece down, yeah. she would have been like, what the f-? like being deep into science or not. She should have been like, what the fuck is going on here? This is wild. And like, I, I just I don't know. I don't it, it, I feel like it takes away when there's no sense of wonder for the for the kids. Like, I, I think that you can get more out of it emotionally mm-hmm. Um when there's some some excitement there i don't know it's see i I went the other way with it man i feel like if you look at society this is another thing that i loved about this movie as well by the way uh ipads phones fucking computers laptops all this shit is seemingly non-existent they're still operating on vcr they're like they're (laughs) running around chasing ghosts using old maps of the town there's none of this sort of like, yeah, just let me get my my phone out and do this. Obviously, podcaster's got his like shit with him with that he can record stuff yeah. with. But there's no one, no one just pulls out their phone and goes, no, you're wrong. Look, here you go. That, man, I don't know. Honestly, now that you're bringing that up, that makes it all a little more cheap to me. What? <laughs> yeah. Because that stuff, sh- yo, I've, I've been to Oklahoma. I haven't been to this fictional sound mm-hmm. or town. Sorry. Mm-hmm. But they're still using phones and ipads and shit i, mean, I don't know man but i that, saw this that, documentary that's... once called ghostbusters afterlife and there was none of them <laughs> but i mean i think it is a good a good thing though that i didn't i, I didn't even realize that till you just brought it up so so that's good it, it flows in a in a in a smooth enough and strong enough way that yeah that doesn't really like never affected me like i never found myself thinking like well oh why, why aren't they researching this on their phones you know that's exactly um, but that's the thing though that's where the sense of wonder comes from for me because in our pockets like right now we've got access to every bit of information like the day is gone where me and you can sit in a bar and go i wonder how tall people think cleopatra was I can, we can google that shit and find that out like immediately <laughs> there's like there is there'll be like a million results on the first page of google do you know yeah. what i mean and it's Wait, within we- like milliseconds <laughs> that shit's there but if you take all that stuff away the sense of wonder is there and i think when the kids when phoebe especially is experiencing the the chess piece moving and stuff she's like okay so this is happening i need to follow it through to see what it is i'm dealing with here and she kind of she you know she follows the light bulbs through the house she follows the, the pke meter is like guiding her down to the the secret room she ends up finding the the proton pack um and fixing it with what she now understands to be um her grandfather's spirit i kind of it, it that kind of gave me the fucking the sense of adventure and the wonderment for me because if that was anyone that i know they would have just got their phone out immediately and gone, why is my chessboard moving? You know what I mean? <laughs> Our okay. chessboard's magnetic. Yeah. <laughs> All right. When, when, when you, when you put it, when you, when you put it that way, for sure. But yeah, even, even out, even, I don't know, even outside of that, it just, it, it still isn't, isn't enough for me. And it's not, I, yeah. I still like the movie. Like that's not a point where I'm like, well, the movie sucks because of that. It's, yeah, it's not yeah. that at all. It just, you know, if I'm going to look at it, it, critically and like appreciate it later on down the road like is it gonna be as kind of timeless as say um an early spielberg film you know or a goonies or something like that where you know if we look at these other um movies and all that stuff that very clearly have an influence on this 
mm-hmm. that deal with with kids and extraordinary circumstances. You know, I, I think that that sense of wonder goes a long way. And and I can I can okay. I can vibe with you that we're like, all right, well, she reacts a certain way. She is following mm. this scientific method, like you said. All right, I can I can get on board with that. But even with some of the other characters, they just didn't seem to give a fuck that this crazy shit was was yeah, yeah, was yeah. going on. You know, I get you. I get. You. I think being a kid and having literally fuck all going on in your hometown, and then all of a sudden there's like a, an ominous voice at the bottom of a mine going, "Go, sir." You're gonna be like, "Ooh, that was fun." Well, <laughs> night. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I grew uh, up in like a proper small town, man. We have we've got fuck all going on around here. We still got fuck all going on around here. Everything's shut by like nine p.m. You know what I mean? Oh, everyone knows everyone. Bad. There's like a handful of restaurants that aren't chains, and they're you know what I mean. There's there's a couple that are great. There's we've got one food truck. Um, that's that's it. There's very little else going on. Um, so if something like that was happening in Telford. I'm sure that everyone will be talking about it because everyone knows everyone here. But if you're like new to town in bumfuck nowhere, <laughs> you're like trying to pull a girl that you've just started working with. You know what I mean? I don't know. I d- now that you've pointed out, it's really grating on me. I'm going to have to go watch it again just to see <laughs> if I can let, justify it. <laughs> yeah. Let, let me watch it again to make sure. <laughs> yeah. I need to watch it just one more time. I've got tickets to go see it tomorrow anyway. Like. <laughs> Damn, dude. All right. You're really into this. That That's cool, it's, though. It's got to be done, man. I, I might not ever get this chance again it's to go and watch a Ghostbuster movie. Like, or I might not ever get the chance to watch a Ghostbusters movie in the cinema and fall in love with it. You know what I mean? The next one might be shit. So I've got to take advantage of this one whilst I'm like on a high. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. This is why I'm sober now. It's all making sense. <laughs> like, <laughs> sorry, someone just clicked deep down. I feel like I've learned something about myself. It's fine. <laughs> Cripplingly addictive personalities just read its head. And now I understand it. All right, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I've got to bring up Spengler. Like Egon's fucking CGI. How in the fuck a ghost corpse making cgi better than star wars post disney purchase this is true that did look better it looked quite a bit better damn yeah when you throw that comparison i that's the main thing that went this is why i've been to see it a few times right because i can't get over how fucking good that is and there's there is no information on it whatsoever in fact um jason raitman came out and was just sort of like i'm not talking about it i'm not gonna tell you how we did harold ramis I was like, what the fuck? The- no. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think they definitely got another actor that looked similar, and then they just kind of changed up his face and all that. Because that's typically I, how they, yeah, how they yeah. do that. So they'll get someone with the, you know, kind of build and all that that they want. Yeah, yeah. But, but they yeah, fucking no, it, knocked it out of the park, man. you got to think that's like, they're playing with like Disney money over on Star Wars and Lucasfilms. Right. You know what I mean? That's like next level fucking expenditure this is a 75 million dollar movie which isn't a small budget don't get me wrong that is a fucking that's a hefty budget but 75 million compared to anything that star wars is it let me just look at yeah. what the star wars fucking budget was that that which, is a pretty big jump i mean even the fact that this is less than what the 2016 version was yeah dude it's half even, of even what that the man, damn was. like Force that's Awakens pretty wild budget Force Awakens budget was three hundred and six million dollars. 
And the, this was what, 80 you said? 80 million? 75. Christ. Do you see what I'm saying? Dude, it blows yeah. my mind. Every time that Egon, Egon showing up at the end literally broke me. Like, oh man, I just got a little catch in my throat then. Um, the fucking, the way he appears and just helps out, helps out Phoebe is beautiful and heartbreaking and heart-wrenching all in the exact same moment but also you want to fucking throw your hands in the air and be sort of like fuck yeah buddy you know what i mean did did you ever watch dragon ball z when you were younger mm-hmm <laughs> yep. you know you know what i'm getting at right yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was the first thing that the moment you see his hands yep gotta come around to hers on the yeah, on oh, the man. um the the proton beam thing that still fucking breaks like, me to this day oh though, my it's god dude this that is still that gets me this is that goku gohan uh <laughs> recipe oh to defeating cell which which i like i'm, I'm not knocking it at all it was yeah. it was a good moment um it it, it hit perfectly but it's... for me that was the first thing i jumped <laughs> to i was like oh shit this is this is goku and gohan doing that super kamehameha right now that's it's what fucking... I'm, I'm seeing the live action version yeah. finally. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I've been waiting for. With, with Harold Ramis playing yeah. fucking Gohan. Yeah. <laughs> or but... Goku. Fucking um dude, it was it was so predictable. It was obviously gonna happen, but it yeah. just it was yeah. it was the most beautiful fucking way to go about it. The way they utilize silence perfectly in that moment. They just strip you of everything and they leave you hanging for just enough time so that you can fucking hear your own heartbreak. You know what I mean? Yeah. Your heart breaks and mends in a split second. And by that point, it's you're back on Olivia Wilde and you're sexually confused about whether you have a crush on a, a demigod now or not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, I was not confused. Ah, uh, same, same. <laughs> but um, it's the, the amount that this movie made me cry at the end was fucking outrageous. It was an egregious amount of emotion that I was not prepared to be spilling in public. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, man, the way it ends too, man, just like mm. all, all this stuff, like it, it's, it's slightly abrupt, but perfect at the same time where they just, mm -hmm. you know, do their final goodbyes. Okay. We save the day and the camera just tilts up to the sky and it just says for Harold. And then you're in the, the, that last shot of the Ecto Ecto one and in the credits, I was like, damn, that's that's slick. That's a slick way to just, all right, we're done. Let's get out of here, yeah. you know? Um, but I'm satisfied. You know, it's like, all right, I don't need to see yeah. anything more. The thing that um, I've got to move on real quick because I just proper got to catch, uh, catch in my throat then. Fucking, the, after, after that moment, you got the first batch of credits that come up. Mm-hmm. And Sigourney Weaver is credited, and I was like, she wasn't in this fucking film. The same. And immediately same. after her name is on the screen, it cuts to Sigourney Weaver yeah. and fucking Bill Murray, uh, uh, Dana Barrett and Peter Venkman, both wearing wedding bands. Venkman's hooked up to the fucking the electric shocker machine from the first one. That bit right there is purely for the dads. That's, yeah. that's for the that is <laughs> yeah. purely for the dads that have taken the kids to go and watch Ghostbusters. You know what I mean? Or the moms. I'm not here to. It's 2021. That's there for the parents, all right? <laughs> yeah, that's there for the parents who have taken the kids to watch Ghostbusters. It, and it's, it is. It's, it, it's also a little there for you know. Speaking of 2021, like hey, mm -hmm. what he was doing was wrong in 1984. We just want to make 100%. that clear. Yeah. But it was it was delivered in a very funny, <laughs> you know, yeah. in a very funny way. Not not preachy, and exactly. it was great to see them together 
in that callback to to that moment and him just like yeah i used to to just shock the guys yeah 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 (laughs) did you mark the cards no shock yep yeah yeah Yeah, i I did yeah i did (laughs) (laughs) it goes back to what we were saying last episode about fucking sigourney weaver though man she is a badass not only does she rectify or like the greasy fucking misogynistic kind of borderline offensive stuff these days from the 80s she like owns it and she's like yeah i took it on i tamed it and now he's now he's (laughs) in the seat all right (laughs) i'll shock him if i want to she's a badass one of the most badass women in hollywood end of forever yeah i'm I'm still a little bit in love with scorny weaver and by a little bit i mean a lot you know i I am too i i I, if if i ever have like i'm not planning to have kids or anything but if i ever did Mm -hmm. and if i had a daughter like i've already made the decision that middle name i'm not gonna do the first name thing but middle name Mm -hmm. ripley for sure. Wow, dude, 100%. If I ever have a daughter, middle name is Ripley. And that's what I'm going to call her, regardless of her first name. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's perfect. That's perfect. You can't, I mean, there's so much time to make up any other reason as to why you'd need it. You can think of some sort of like really sweet name, like really sweet reason to give her that name and get your partner sold on it. But then deep down, you know that it's because of Sigourney Weaver. You know what I mean? Oh, I'll keep it real, man. I'd be like, yo, all right, we're watching. We're doing a double feature, <laughs> Alien, Aliens. This is like and the make or this, break thing. This yeah, is the first yeah, date. Yeah, right? exactly. if, if, this, if these movies yeah. don't sell you, then we're not meant to be, man. Yeah. So at the end of this movie, I need to ask you a brief. There's a, a brief survey. And uh, middle name Ripley, yes or no? First impressions, what we're saying? No? Okay. See you later. Thank you for trying out. We'll see you yeah. soon. Okay, thanks. <laughs> oh, my God. It's beautiful. Um, the only, the only other thing that I kind of want to mention for this movie is the soundtrack, man. The soundtrack and the Easter eggs to an extent. Yeah. And we did talk about that a little bit in the, in the first movie. We, we kind of, um, tiptoed around that. Like, yeah, the, the soundtrack yeah. is the same. It, and, and I like that because it, it, you know, it puts you in that similar tone. You know, I mean, music's obviously very important to film. So yeah, when yeah. you hear that same kind of music, it, it puts you in that vibe and in that, mm-hmm. in that tone, you know? So it's, I think that was all really well wonderful, done. man. The score is beautiful. They've obviously taken a lot from the the first two movies and sort of developed it for this film. You've still got the quite like boppy, um, playful piano and tuba like combo, <laughs> yeah. I guess, for when anything sort of slightly weird is happening. You got like, the weird theremin instrument for when that weird stuff turns <laughs> moderately sinister. Yeah. It's fucking it's so good, man. It's just I can't think of another film with a more recognizable soundtrack. Like that shit, you could put that shit on in a club and whoever is in Ghostbusters will stand up and go, What's happening? Do you know what I mean? They could be. It doesn't matter what walk of life you're from, where you're up to in that evening. That music comes on in a club. You're standing up and you're like, "Uh, what's happening right now? Where Where's Venkman? What's happening?" Yeah, there was some good like '60s, '70s music from what I remember. Shirley Ellis, the fucking what's the song called? I think it's just called the clapping song. Um, That was terrible. You got the Shirelles. Yeah. <laughs> the Shirelles the in our Baby It's You. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Baby It's You. Dude, that was that was like fucking as they're in a 1950s diner underneath all the neon lights. I was like, is this Tarantino? Yeah. What are we doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, what? What? 
the the actress that like the older woman that roller skates up to the mom mm-hmm. when they're when they first go to that diner and she's like, I don't even know places like this still exist. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, you're the dirt farmer's daughter and all that. I've worked with her a few times. Um, what? Yeah, her name is Daniel Kennedy. She was in Narcos in the first two seasons of Narcos too. Um, Wait, yeah, what? R- really cool lady. Yeah, yeah. So I was oh, like, oh, dope. dope. I know you. We're, we're like a fucking hour into this episode. You just casually drop in that. Yeah, well, we didn't talk about that diner scene. Yeah, I didn't think it was. <laughs> that big a thing. I know, but dude, I'm like one. I'm like one handshake away from Ghostbusters right now. This is like the the closest I've ever been to Ghostbusters. All right. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm getting weird right now. I'm kind of getting a little bit, you know, like star fucky. You know, what I mean, can you can you <laughs> put an introduction into the old woman on roller skates? <laughs> Oh shit! That's cool as shit, man. Yeah, I didn't realize no, she was in Narcos either. That's a fucking great show. Yeah, she was the um, I don't remember who, but like the their their main boss for the two agents in the first couple seasons. Maybe That's it was just sick. season season one because then yeah. But That's um, cool as fuck, man. Yeah, no, it's 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 cool to watch a movie like that and just like recognize people. Like, oh, I've worked with I've worked on a couple projects with them. You know, it's 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 nice to see people just kind of come up. You know. That's awesome, man. That's really fucking cool. Yeah. Um, Dude, I've, soundtrack- I've turned into, regardless of it being in the morning and now close to noon, I've been, mm-hmm. you don't know this, but I've continued to just keep pouring myself refills. I've already, <laughs> I'm on Old Forester right now, dude. Like, you okay. got me going. Dude, it's, good, it's fucking, a good movie. It's worth it. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm on the old Jamaica ginger beer regular right now. You know what I mean? Spicing <laughs> it up a little bit. Keeping it, keeping it soda. Yeah, this um, is literally glass number five now, actually. But fuck me. Sorry, Fair continue. Play, buddy. <laughs> I'm proud, man. I did one one non-alcoholic beer. I was going to do two, but it kind of tastes like piss water, so I've just yeah, gone on to sorry. ginger beer. That's all right. You're good. The, fucking, the, the one bit of the soundtrack that caught me off guard was Boredom by the Buzzcocks. Buzzcocks were like one of my favorite punk bands growing up. You know, I, I never listened to to Buzz Cox. Is that the moment when he when Finn first takes the car out for a joyride? Yes, boredom. It was like that was the song of my college years when I was like sixteen, seventeen, and full of like I'm gonna call it angst, but it was more like small town harumph, I guess. <laughs> it's not really <laughs> much. Yeah, like harumph. a harumph. Like a, my bus is late. I'm gonna listen to the Buzz Cox. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, this tractor's holding up traffic. Oh, I'm gonna put the buzzcocks on because I'm so edgy. Um, yeah, that's small town life for you right there. But yeah, the buzzcocks, <laughs> man. I don't. Re- we don't really get buzzcocks in like big fucking movies. So when that happened, it was like as cool as shit. I think the last yeah. time that I had this feeling was when uh, the damned are played in Baby Driver. Oh, that shit word. blew my mind. It's crazy, man. Yeah, I don't remember that movie too well. I, I didn't care for it. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna go on a tangent here, but I finally mm-hmm. saw last night in Soho a couple weeks ago. Okay, Edgar Wright's best fucking movie by far. Are you being serious? I. I yes. I, I love Shaun of the Dead. Last night in Soho, though. Oh man, I I saw it twice in like two days. Mate, I need to go watch it, man. I'm th- I'm gonna go watch Ghostbusters tomorrow. I'll see if I can swing in and watch it on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> it all depends on how tomorrow's viewing goes, though, man. Because yeah. I know that it finishes on Friday, and it's gonna be my last chance. Um, oh really? That's yeah, what I'm it's, saying. 
it's out at the cinemas on the 3rd of December, so I need to get a few more viewings in whilst I still can. <laughs> Plus, it deserves my money. You know what I mean? I, I'm literally getting in touch. I'm going with two of my friends tomorrow, and I was like, look, it's out of the cinema on Friday. Give me an evening. I'm going to book us all tickets right now. <laughs> Just take all my fucking money. Yeah. Take it. <laughs> Um, you know, one, uh, sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll go no, no, here. Cool. Um, one, one bit that kind of b bothered me again a little bit, but I think was maybe a little better for me the second time around is mm -hmm. I, I do. It, well, first off, it seems a little too convenient that that ghost shows up right as they're first testing the, uh, proton pack. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and obviously, yeah, Muncher, obviously Muncher. it's a, an updated version of Slimer, right? It's like familiar, yeah similar all that it's and the new generation slimer man it's the yeah. one that's going to be there <laughs> I, I remember being so pissed off like legitimately pissed off <laughs> that that fucking kid podcast like fucked up with the trap <laughs> and it got away and i'm like damn it dude it got away but then when they run into the brother and then they're driving through town just destroying all kinds of property and when he like fucks up again with the trap it's like dude get it you know, get, yeah, get the yeah, thing. yeah. And then finally, on the um, you know, the third try when they're going down the open road towards the mine, mm. they they capture. It. And I do like that. There, there is that moment of like, oh shit, yeah, like we caught a ghost. We yeah, we did yeah, it. Yeah. We did. We did the Ghostbuster thing, even though the brother still doesn't seem that, you know, that um stimulated whatever by the fact that like he's seeing a fucking ghost yeah, bite yeah, yeah, stop yeah. signs and and you know uh shoot bullets out of his mouth of the fucking cadillac yeah yeah <laughs> and so that was a little weird but all that to say that i i realize that i actually do appreciate it that they don't and, and and it's funny because sometimes i have to critique my my myself and how i assess movies whereas i see an alternate version where i critique it for the kids like oh how are they going to catch the ghost on the first time they're just a bunch of dumbass kids i don't even know how yeah. to use this equipment and this and that but then i find myself being bothered that this podcast kid fucked it up numerous times <laughs> but then i appreciate that because yeah that's more realistic right it's like yeah He's not going to get it right. He's going to blow it. And then it's going to take time gonna, to learn, man. Yeah. They're going to learn how to do it. And that, and that's what I love about it. And I love that it makes me feel that way. Cause that's how I know I'm really invested in what's going on mm -hmm. is when I'm sitting there like, dude, like debating. And, and it's crazy that I, that I feel that way so much about that, that movie and in the scene where I'm sitting there and I'm like, dude, catch this fucking ghost. Yeah, Please yeah. catch it. Do it. Come on, do it for you. You know? It's it's the so it's the whole that. thing, man. It's fucking. It's hard not to be invested in this movie. It's hard not to be like, like Ghostbusters or not, man. You you mentioned earlier like about how we had the Goonies and E. T. and you know Spielberg as kids and stuff like this. This is the new generation of like feel good. This is like the movie that's gonna be people's childhoods going forward. You know what I mean? Oh, do you remember going to the cinema to watch when fucking Finn Wolfhard? discovered the ecto-1 again and yeah. mom and dad lost their shit because apparently something in the 80s happened <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah do you know what i mean this is going to be like i want this to be one of those callback movies where we look back on et and goonies and ghostbusters and like all this shit from our childhood um i want this to be something that this generation can do that to i think it's a fucking perfect addition to this entire franchise it's perfect
Yeah. And hopefully they do. I, I would be, you know, I would actually be kind of interested to hear what, um, younger kids like middle school type age um, mm-hmm. would have to say about this movie and what, what, what the response has been. I, I wonder if there's an equal, equally positive response from younger kids to adults, or if it's more adults that are into it and less of the kids, that would be kind of an interesting su- statistic to, to see. And I wonder if a studio would even, you know, pay any kind of attention to that. Probably not. They're just looking at the dollars, but I don't know, man. I yeah, mean, they, I wonder. they catered Ghostbusters two more to kids based on how well the cartoon was doing. Yeah, you know I, mean, I mean, it, it, that that was a different era, though. You know, I know like I know that's true. Saying. That you no, you bring up a very valid point, but I mean, yeah, societally, so, shit. It's only <laughs> fucking eleven thirty. Shit. <laughs> we we just are in a very different place culturally, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, definitely. So I I I I wonder. Um, Cause yeah, I mean, I think Stranger Things hit, and that's in that, you know, same kind of a, a vein of that influence yeah. and like little bit of horror and magic and um, I, I don't know, I can't even fucking explain it right now. But, no, 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 you you've hit yeah. the nail on the head right there. The Stranger Things uh, resonates with everyone again, mm-hmm. like it resonates with me because it's reminiscent of like my childhood. No mobile yes. phones, no laptops, no fucking flat screen TVs. There's none of that bullshit. Yeah. It's running around in the streets, playing D and D. It's climbing trees, building fucking, you know, looking at telescopes. It's all the the practical stuff yeah, that I feel yeah. that we we've take for granted nowadays. This movie has taken the best of both worlds. You know what I mean? It's still got YouTube. It's still got a laptop. It's just that it's not paid attention to unless it's fucking needed. Yeah. yeah. Even the school hasn't updated its VHS player. Like, do you know what I mean? It's got a fucking <laughs> yeah. VCR and a CRT TV. That's yeah. insane um everyone running around with maps and shit it's just i don't know man i think this you bring up an interesting point about whether it would it would hit kids different to hitting adults i think it does because my nephew who i went to watch this film with for the first time he fucking loved it like he thought it was an an incredible movie uh i think i said this in the first episode he leant over to me straight away and just went i think that's a 7.5 I was yeah, like, yeah, fucking perfect. That. All right, good shit. And, and I, I forgot though. Did he see the first one before watching yes. this? Okay. Yeah, he saw the first one. He saw Ghostbusters one, Ghostbusters two. Uh, I told him to not watch 2016, but I think he watched a bit of it, or he saw scenes of it, so he knew how bad it was. And then we were both kind of nervous going in to to watch this one. And by the end of it, I was in bits because it was fucking Egon Spengler, and it was you know deeply nostalgic to me he wasn't as upset he was more he was a little upset because of you know the family ties and it's a very very sweet way to sort of uh round out any any unresolved family issues that were present um but he didn't see it as like you know our egon spengler was a huge part of my childhood it was it was more like a what a fucking super cool way to a meet your ghostbuster grandfather B, find out that he didn't just abandon the family for no reason. He was literally out saving the planet when no one else was. And yeah, yeah. C, it was, an, it was a, a beautiful way to represent his spirit, you know, no longer needed on Earth, so can pass over to the next side. Yeah. You, you know what? And that, and that leads me to, like, some of those last few points you said. And, mm. and I think this is a testament to the movie is and, and how, how good it is. 
is I noticed that with the exception of that kind of post credit scene in Ernie, Ernie Hudson and the the Spengler ghost, mm-hmm. we haven't even really dug into the fact that Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray, and and Ernie Hudson like all come back and they have that scene and that phone call, and I think that's such a good sign that this movie has its own legs. Because you would think for most people, they would probably immediately jump to that, right? Like, oh, the original guys come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we haven't really referenced that much at all in this conversation. I mean, just vaguely, but we haven't really gotten into it. Yeah. And um, so, I mean, I, that's that's a good sign for anyone if you happen to not be if, if you happen to be listening to this, regardless of the spoilers and you haven't seen the movie because you're unsure. I mean, let that kind of tell you right there. I, I think that almost says the most of how we feel about it, that it, it has the strength to carry on even with a limited um, appearance of those characters. A hundred percent. And I think yeah, that's what that a lot scene... of people were expecting though. A lot of people were expecting this to be like a fucking reunion for the old Ghostbusters. Like the the idea that for the 2016 one, you know, the old, Ghost, uh, I don't know, the old Ghostbusters handing over the the role of Ghostbuster to a new generation, right? So they were expecting yeah. like the, there was theories about this that, and the other. This movie, it's do you know what I mean? It's they're in it for maybe three minutes, four minutes, tops. The rest of the movie is completely void of them. They they exist in the same universe. There's a phone call conversation for about five minutes, and then that's it. Yeah, they exist on the outskirts, man. And I, I mean, I I knew it would play out that way. Um, obviously, like if you've ever seen a movie before, yeah, you should yeah, yeah. figure that. But it's when you know. I I have to say on that point though, there's a t like another TV spot or like short trailer that they released maybe two or three weeks before the movie came out that like spoiled them showing up at the end, which I I hate, Wait, man. Really? Because e- yeah, even the, yeah, even and even though. It's like we know, all right, chances are because they teased the phone call with the hand and we're closed in the trailer, which is in trailer two, which is just enough. And that's Mm. good. But don't show me more in like a 30, 45 second TV spot of like the three guys like saying some quip and and whipping out their their proton guns. And that kind of that 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 less that that's a good thing because it honestly lessened it for me. Because even though I know it's probably gonna come, I know it's yeah. coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't telegraph it that much. Like, don't completely show me. Dude, it. I would don't have been don't, don't confirm it. Yeah, don't yeah. confirm it for me. So I remember that being kind of disappointing. Because then now, when I'm going and watching it, and again, the movie obviously I still feel strongly about the movie. I still think it's good. But now, when I go in watching it, I do find myself thinking on my first viewing, "All right, they're coming at the end." They're coming. When, when am I yeah. going to see the farm at nighttime? Because I know they're going to. I know just, they're coming. How are they going to get them in? So yeah, it, it, it distracts me because now my brain is more wired into like focusing on like, all right, how are they going to come in this? So that's fucking that, that lame, was that man. was very frustrating. Yeah, I I missed that TV spot completely. I'm so fucking glad that I did though because them showing up at the end, literally, I was like, I had to contain myself. So the the cinema that me and my nephew went to, it's got like reclining chairs, um, and I had like my my drink and and food and stuff on like a little table next to me. I had to stop myself, fucking jumping out of the chair. I was like, I was like a little kid that had just seen like a dog for the first time in its fucking life. You know what I mean? I was so fucking excited. I knew it was coming. It was obviously coming. It was fucking Goza. 
Um, they're obviously there. Bill, I'll, if Venkman didn't show up and go, we're back. I would have been. I would have punched myself in the mouth. You know what I mean? Because that yeah. would have felt better than the disappointment <laughs> right. that I would have felt at that moment. Um, but yeah, th- I, it's really difficult. I can't watch trailers or interviews with people before the movies anymore. Uh, it was. I think it's. When did Sunshine come out? Is that two thousand seven? Yeah, that sounds right. Two thousand. Okay, it's about two thousand seven. It's a Danny Boyle movie, and I remember being interested in Danny Boyle. I like a lot of his movies, and I watched a fucking interview with him talking about Sunshine. And just casually threw into conversation with the interviewer. Yeah, everyone dies, but it's just how they get there. And I was like, you are a piece of shit. You are an absolute piece of shit. Because now I'm sitting there and they set this up like you're getting to know the characters. And I'm like, everyone's dead. Why am I pay- Why do I care? I'm just waiting for people to die now. This is it. It's obvious that they were going to die. Like they're on a fucking spaceship to the sun. Just let me enjoy it. Yeah. All right. It, let me it- not sit here trying to count down the seconds before each one dies that that's one of the worst things about uh movies and even television and social media to me mm-hmm. is man if you don't fucking see that shit mm-hmm. at the first screening or first premiere yep. like day one yep you, you've got to re- you have to work to avoid spoilers even on on, on youtube and shit you just open youtube yep. and there'll be some video that'll you have an image or, or something, man. It's so hard. Like I was super lucky. I, I won't spoil it here. I know there's a mm-hmm. lot of dumbass people that would, but no time <laughs> to die. The new bond movie. Okay. I oh, saw yeah. that like, le- yeah, I saw like last week I was super late to the game because I never saw all the Daniel Craig movies. So I, I went and I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch all three or four of the other ones before I see this. Mm-hmm. So I was late to the game. A lot goes on in this movie. And my friend and I that I saw with, he's a bigger fan than I am. We both looked at each other once the credits rolled and we were like, holy fuck, dude. Like, how did we not get that spoiled for us in all serious? this time? This movie's been out for like a month. I do. I've paid no, I've deleted so many people off all my social medias because they try and spoil shit. So yeah. now it's mainly just people that are posting about lost dogs in Mississippi, even though they live in the UK. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Janet from Warsaw is literally just sort of like, oh, there's a lost dog last seen in. Virginia. It's like, yeah, yeah. Just in case they pop <laughs> yeah. up in fucking Warsaw. Nice one, Bab. <laughs> but um, Jeez, I, yeah. I delete people so much uh, for spoiling movies, like all the fucking time. I mean, yeah, cl- like close friends, family. I, d- it don't, I don't care who you are. Try and spoil something for me. You're off. You're out. Yeah, See and, you and later. L- lucky for me, it's not friends or people I follow. It's just like the moment I go to Google, because it knows I'm into movies and oh, shit, yeah, 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 it'll yeah. like bring up these articles or... I go to IMDb or, or just Instagram. Like there, there are certain times where, you know, if a show is starting that I really want to watch or a certain movie and mm-hmm. I know I can't watch it with in the first day, mm-hmm. like I'll literally do like social media blackout, you know, where I don't go yeah. on anything it's gotta be done, and I man. avoid all of it. And it's just, yeah, it's super frustrating. That's what I do before any movie that I want to see because of Danny Boyle. <laughs> ruining sunshine i've literally i'm not even joking right now i was working at a cinema when sunshine came out and to remind me of this moment and as to why i don't watch trailers or interviews before the movie i have the cinema poster the 15 foot poster for sunshine and it is right next to me right now (laughs) um so whenever i'm on my computer i see this poster and i'm like that is why Whenever I'm tempted to go and watch trailers or fucking interviews about something that I'm wanting to go and see, I've got that poster there and I'm like, nope, because it will get ruined and then you won't enjoy it and it'll be sunshine all over again. 
<laughs> it's a weird little like torture technique, I guess. But yeah, well, I I feel you. Can't be spoiler free for this long, man. This <laughs> right, I think that's about that's about all we can do for Afterlife at the moment. I'm I'm 100% into research on Ghostbusters right now, and there is a whole fucking heap of stuff. Like, and when I say a heap of stuff, I mean there's like two decades worth of stuff that's worth talking about. So I'm gonna definitely be doing like a franchise deep dive soon, and just going into a little bit behind the movies, how they got made. Um, the what you mentioned briefly earlier, the Ghostbusters three, sort of the different scripts, the different pitches. Mm-hmm. Uh, go into a lot more detail about those and why they didn't come to fruition, and just sort of get us up to speed on how we got to where we are right now, and what it means or what it could mean for the future. I'm going to be doing that because I definitely need to talk about this more. I'm, yeah. I've put too much time and effort into this now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right on, man. It sounds like it. Um, yeah. but the the thing that I'm looking forward to the most and I'm most excited about right now is what are you going to rate Ghostbusters Afterlife? What did I give the first movie? Seven point five. I'll give this the same rating as the first movie. Maybe okay. a quarter, a quarter step less. Okay. So if I did the first movie at seven point five or seven or whatever, yeah, this will be seven and a quarter or six and three quarters or whatever. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I'm gonna go like a hard nine, straight off the bat, because <laughs> this okay. is like the fucking. Yeah, it's, I feel like a little kid again feel like a little kid yeah i've been mm-hmm. to see this too many times and i've got tickets to go again <laughs> um it's just perfect they picked up my childhood and they didn't punch it in the face and it was i, I couldn't have asked for anything more they deserve my money dude thank you so much for hanging out with me these last few episodes man it's been insanely fun to cover the ghostbusters franchise yeah no um th- thanks for having me man it's been fun too i'm, I'm glad it you know it inspired me to make or encouraged me to watch the first two movies and see this one again and it's been a good ride you know i I don't know that i would have done it otherwise at this point so i'm honored that we did it together man yeah (laughs) it it was (laughs) worth staying up really late and then today getting up really early and drinking four glasses of uh (laughs) rum and rye whiskey I appreciate so, like, that it's so not, much. It's not man, even honestly. it's not even noon yet, and I'm I'm feeling it, which is good. Oh, I'm gonna be positive for the rest of the day. Yeah, dude, that's the best way to start your day. <laughs> yeah, and take that from a sober person who would love nothing more than to start their day that way. <laughs> <laughs> that, now I feel bad. Now. No, 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 no. It's fucking. I'm living vicariously through you and your podcast. Honestly, I listen to it all the fucking time, man. All the time. Huge fan, guys. If you have enjoyed the last three episodes me and rudy talking about the ghostbusters franchise please 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 go and check out drinks in a movie podcast super fucking fun show covers great movies there's a lot of movies that you cover that i wouldn't necessarily go out and watch off my own back but when i listen to the episodes you do this really you do this really fucking clever thing of um slicing in just enough of the movie to give it the perfect amount of context to what you're talking about so whether you've seen the movie or not, you're in there. And you know what I mean? You know exactly where you're up to, where you're up to. I mean, then I say this every time, but you get me to a point where I'm like, fuck, that's on my watch list now. And my watch list just gets bigger and bigger and bigger by the day. And then I listen to your show and you add like fucking four movies onto it. Yeah. So <laughs> thank you, but also fuck you, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. That um, was well said. Thanks. <laughs> do you want to tell us where we can find your find your show? 
Yeah, uh, Instagram at Drinks and Movie Pod, and that has the link to you know the Apple iTunes and and it's on Spotify, pretty much anywhere you get your podcast. There's a YouTube channel as well um, where I have a few episodes with bigger guests that I've done videos for. And if if I can kind of plug what's going to be coming next, because we're recording this November thirtieth, which is a Tuesday and last Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Monday. So yesterday, Mondays is typically when I release my episodes and I've been in the middle of like a lot of paperwork for a new job and, and moving out of the studio and getting a whole new place. So I didn't do an episode yesterday, but we do have the whole Ghostbusters one and Ghostbusters two. And I do have a slate of a few recorded. So just to let people know, if you're interested, what's going to be coming next is I'm probably going to release a video. I've already recorded it where I go over my whole collection of spirits because it drinks in a movie. So I like to talk about spirits like whiskey, tequila, rum, all that stuff as well. So I'm going to be working on a video where I go over just I have, I think, 71 or 72 bottles in my collection. Jesus. So I just Christ. Get, I know, it's, I'm, I'm deep. In, I'm deep into it, dude. So I just talk nice. about everything I have and like a baseline and like what kind of you know, whiskeys will be coming up on the show if that's something that you're into. Um, and episodes that will be coming up next that I've already recorded are Audition. Nice. Uh, the Takashimike movie. Yeah, yeah, That yeah. one I recorded like four months ago, but Dude. just haven't put out yet because I put other episodes ahead of it. That's um, such a fucking great movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's the moment. Oh, oh my so God. Audition will be coming up at, at some point. Um, Speed. That nice. was one I, I did recently. So speed, Pan's Labyrinth, and the good and the bad, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So those are episodes that are already already Jesus Christ. <laughs> <That are laughs> and th- this is how I get on the show, people. So <laughs> like I start off so legit, and by the time we wrap up, it's it's exactly like this. So this is a good rep. It's so um, much fun, man. Yeah, <laughs> but those are those so they give you like a spectrum of the different movies right i mean we got sergio mm. leone we got takashi Mike, we got like 90s action and then we got guillermo del toro um each one paired with a drink so yeah that's what we have coming up next and then you know obviously with december rolling around there'll be some christmas episodes in the mix so yeah check us out at, at drinks in a movie pod i cannot wait for those that's going to be fucking amazing yeah. I'm really, really <laughs> looking forward to the speed episode, man. I've been desperate to watch that movie for about three months now. I keep Dude. thinking about it. I had like a weird Keanu Reeves dream the other day, and it it, <laughs> it was like essentially just on a National Express coach. So now I'm I'm taking that as a universal sign to go and watch Speed. Um, but guys, thank you so fucking much for hanging out with us for the last three episodes. It's been so much fun doing this crossover se- uh, series with you, Rudy. Thank you so much for hanging out, man. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, thank you. We will see you real soon, guys. We'll be back next week um, with our new host, who is joining me, Mr. Rob McFarlane. Uh, going forward, it will be it will be me and it will be myself and Rob McFarlane. Super super fun guy. I've known him for years. Very 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 dear friend of mine. Very funny fella. Um, we'll be back on Sunday to pick up the video game movies and kickstart the Christmas season. And yeah, pushing forward, just lots of fucking new content, lots of YouTube focus. We've got a couple of interviews lined up. Um, I'm not going to mention names yet, just in case they fall fall through. I don't want to, you know, fucking put any bad juju out into the universe. Make sure you like, follow, subscribe, download, rate, review, anything, or don't. You know what I mean? It's free will. I'm not going to fucking tell you what to do. Just know that I love you, okay? 
I love you deeply. Thank you for all the support. It's been fucking amazing. And we'll see you real soon. Take care of yourself, guys. Okay, bye-bye.